1: Welcome to Publishing Today Radio, where aspiring authors, thought leaders, business owners, and others with a story to tell discover resources, helpful tips, and sage advice. Join Athena Dean Holtz, publishing industry expert, author, speaker, and independent publishing pioneer, as she brings to the forefront experts who provide the information you need to succeed. And now, here's Athena.
2: Welcome to Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. It's a beautiful, sunny day in Seattle, and we don't get that very often, so I'm excited to be with you today, and I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and our topic for today's show is the power of connection, why you need to attend a writer's conference. I have to tell you, over the last 25 years, I've been involved in publishing. I've been on the faculty of Christian Writers' Conferences all across the country and have seen God use this venue to build lasting friendships, launch careers, improve one's craft, crystallize focus for a manuscript, and confirm one's calling to write. So I know the value firsthand of a quality Writers' Conference. I have such great friendships that have been formed at these conferences Important connections were made, and I not only grew in my own craft, but spiritually as well. So I can't tell you how important the power of connection is, and how perfectly a writer's conference creates the venue for divine appointments on many levels. So I am so excited to have three of the most amazing conference directors I know on the show with me today. And before I introduce them to you, let me tell you a little bit about each one of my guests In fact, as I'm doing this, why don't you call or text a friend, have them tune in on voiceamerica.com. Once they're at the site, all they have to do is type publishing today into the search bar, and they'll be able to listen live. So here's my lineup for today's episode of Publishing Today. My first guest is Mona Hodgson. Mona is the author of nearly 40 books, historical novels, and novellas for adults and children's books. Including her popular Sinclair Sisters of Cripple Creek series, the Quilted Heart novellas, and Prairie Song. Her children's books include bestseller Bedtime in the Southwest, Real Girls of the Bible, a 31-day devotional, six Desert and Princes Zonder Kids I Can Read books, six I Wonder books, and more. Mona's writing credits also include several hundred articles, poems, and short stories which have appeared in 50 different publications. Mona is a speaker for women's groups, book clubs, and reading groups, schools, and conferences for writers and librarians. And she's the director of the Mount Herman Christian Writers Conference in the Santa Cruz Mountains of California. My next guest will be Lynn Johnson. Lynn is the managing editor of The Christian Communicator, Advanced Christian Writer, and Church Libraries, and is the author and co author of more than 60 books, including Christian Education, Foundations for the Future, Extracting the Precious from 2 Corinthians, Encouraging Others, and The Book of John from the Smart Guide to the Bible series. Lynn specializes in Bible curriculum and is a Gold Medallion Book Award recipient. She teaches at writers' conferences across the country and internationally, and also directs the Right to Publish Conference in the Chicago area, which happens to be coming up June 3rd through the 6th, which is just three weeks away. And then we'll wrap up the hour with Diana Savage. Diana has written or contributed to 11 books, including two Chicken Soup for the Soul volumes, and has published hundreds of articles, devotions, blogs, and columns. As principal of Savage Creative Services, LLC, Diana provides professional writing, editing, and speaking services. Her work includes editing manuscripts for individuals and publishing houses, producing ad copy for several small businesses, writing grant applications for nonprofits, ghostwriting for clients, and serving as webmaster for several authors. She speaks at a variety of venues in the U.S. and abroad and serves annually as guest professor in the professional writing program at Taylor University in Upland, Indiana, and directs the annual Northwest Christian Writers Renewal Conference near Seattle, which is coming up next Friday and Saturday, May 15th and 16th. So this is going to be a great show with lots of useful information from my guests. And just so you know what to expect, during the last five minutes of the show, we'll have a segment called Ask Athena, where I'll be answering your questions on writing, publishing, and book marketing, branding, and promotion. So if you have a question you'd like me to answer, send me an email at question at askathena.com and I'll get it into the lineup for a future show. So before I bring each of my guests into the conversation, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Publishing Today. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we're broadcasting on voiceamerica.com, the world leader in online media broadcasting and the largest producer and distributor of live internet-based talk radio. You can connect with me on the web at publishingtodayradio.com, on Facebook at Publishing Today Radio, on Twitter, my handle is Athena underscore on the air. On Google+, I'm plus Athena Dean. And if you're listening on the Voice America Variety Channel online at voiceamerica.com, I want to welcome you to our show today. And in the future, I'd like to suggest downloading the Voice America app onto your smartphone so you can listen on the go. All right, so let's get the show on the road. I wasn't able to have Mona join us live today, so I recorded her piece earlier in the week. So we're going to play that for you right now. Well, Mona, welcome to Publishing Today.
3: Thank you. It's great to be here.
2: Yeah. Well, this week's topic is the power of connection. And I know that the conference you direct at Mount Hermon is the granddaddy of all Christian writers' conferences, where connecting with industry professionals and peers is the order of the day, or I should probably say order of the week since it's such a long (laughs) conference. But uh, I would love to have you share your own personal writing journey and, and just how Writers' Conferences have really made a difference in your life.
3: Oh, I'm happy to do that. Writers' Conferences is one of my favorite topics as a writer. I was one of those who was Brand new, didn't know where to start, what to do to get started, but I had this desire to write. And we're talking 1988, when I went to my first Writers' Conference, and it happened to be the Mount Hermon Christian Writers' Conference, nestled in the redwoods outside of San Jose, California. Hmm. And what I discovered there was not only instruction, which I expected, I knew there would be classes, But what I didn't expect is how good it would feel to be with a community of writers. Yay! Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've noticed, but we're a little quirky. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I write fiction, so I have characters talking to me. But it was so great to gather with other writers. So I got the instruction, I had the community, and then I also received industry education and Mount Hermon has editors and now agents and other industry professionals there, so you're getting this broad scope of experience. But I would say the main thing that benefited me as I look back over the years of attending writers' conferences is the relationships built.
1: Mm,
2: yep, yep. So you can encourage each other. Absolutely. Each other. Yeah. Absolutely. So then when you went to the Mount Hermon Christian Writers Conference in 1988 had mm-hmm. you ha- ever had anything in print uh wh- tell me tell me how your career blossomed out of that
3: Yes actually I started taking a course at the uh, community college and I was doing a correspondence course and I just felt like I needed that that one-on-one, that community, that step into the publishing industry. And so when I was there, I had an opportunity to have my work critiqued by published authors at Mount Hermon, and also I had opportunity to show some of my work to editors. And my first poem was published as a result of one of those conferences with an editor at Christian Living Magazine.
2: Huh so, so then, uh, ha- from the time you first went to a writer's conference, mm-hmm. how long was it then t- until your first novel was published?
3: I actually didn't have a novel published until 2009, but I had children's books published that started publishing in 1998. And I have 28 of those published. Wow. And then the six full-length uh, fiction pieces, uh, books.
2: Okay. So it so it so you've gone uh, into a few genres then.
3: I have. I actually started writing for magazines and devotional magazines. There's several quarterly devotional magazines out there. And I've written for several of those. And that really was my first imprint. Uh, before the poem was a devotion in the secret place uh-huh. and then later in the upper room. So I started writing for periodicals and I had this desire to write fiction, but the Lord had a different plan mm-hmm. and um, took me the route of children's books. And so then the last few years I've uh, added the uh, the novels.
2: Okay. well, I love to see how, you know, sometimes people just have this thing in their head. Well, I'm going to go to this writer's conference and I'm going to write a book and it doesn't always happen that way. It could be like you did devotionals or a poem or, um, you know, it could be blogging. There's lots of different ways to use the written word to encourage others. And it's neat to see your story kind of twist and wind to end up writing fiction when, you know, it took a while to get there.
3: Right. It did. I I actually had a newspaper column, a weekly column for two years in that, too. So, yeah, it's interesting to see the path.
2: Yeah. 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 So, okay, now let's kind of shift gears a little bit. And why don't you give our listeners the history of the Mount Hermon Christian Writers Conference?
3: Okay, well, there is this wonderful Mount Hermon Conference Center. Like I said, it's up there in the Redwoods. It's in the Santa Cruz Mountains. And they had a vision to have a Writers' Conference in March 2016. It will be the 47th Christian Writers' Conference. So we're talking about a rich history of commitment on the part of the team at Mount Hermon, just a commitment to train and equip um, writers, Christian writers, and to offer that community as well as that instruction and industry education, but also a place to build relationships with other
2: writers and industry professionals. That's awesome. Now, in case you've just joined us, you're listening to Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we're broadcasting on the Voice America Network. Now, okay, Mona, mm-hmm. you kind of already alluded to what makes Mount Hermon, that conference unique, but are there any other things that come to mind that really set it apart besides being in the beautiful <laughs> redwood? The redwood. <laughs>
3: Well, that's one of the big things, but there are several things really that set the Mount Hermon Christian Writers Conference apart. One of them is spiritual retreat. It really is an opportunity for a spiritual retreat for the writer, as well as all of those other things I've mentioned, like the instruction and education and industry. But we uh, have general sessions where we have a keynote speaker For instance, in March 2016, our keynote speaker will be Carol Kent. Hmm. And so we have a focus, um, a God-honoring focus throughout the conference in worship as well as um, in teaching in those general sessions in the evening. But one of the things I hear from a lot of conferees that is a favorite, and it was a favorite of mine as someone who attended, is free Manuscript, review, or critique. Part of the tuition includes two uh, writing samples that a writer can send in, and they can either have a member of the critique team give a thorough critique of it, or they can submit it to have an editor or an agent review it to see if it might be a good fit for their publishing house, for their magazine, or for their literary agency. That's a big plus, um, because there's just something wonderful about getting some feedback. We can sit at our computer and write, but to be able to go to a place where we can actually connect with mentors, with critiquers, and, and get
2: feedback, that helps us take the next steps. Exactly, and that's powerful to be able to have professional feedback, not just your mom, right, or your best friend, who's exactly. going to
3: tell you it's wonderful. Exactly. Yes. <laughs>
2: oh yes. All right. So okay, um, give us the details. Well, you know, you actually kind of did. I was going to ask you for the details in the next conference. So um, Carol Kent, who is a, a world-renowned speaker, and and yes. and and really, if you're going to be an author. Uh, if you have the ability to and and, you know, God's releasing you into the area of a speaking ministry, that okay. is going to be one of the most important things you can do as an author to g- be in front of people, to be able to share w- what you're writing and what God's put on your heart. And that translates into book sales. No question about it, about yes. it. Um, yes. So give us the details of the next conference the date, Just what kind of what that looks like. And
3: absolutely. Um, March 16 to 18, 2016, is actually another one of our unique features, which is a pre-conference next-level mentoring clinic. Mm-hmm. So ahead of the conference, a couple of days, you can come early and be a part of that. And, and in 2016, we're going to have mentoring groups for fiction writers, nonfiction writers, and children's writers. Mm, nice. Crystal Bowman is going to be oh. there. Yes, so we're excited about that. Uh, going to be featuring different things for children's writers in the coming year. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, then the main conference begins on that Friday, uh, March 18th, and runs through the 21st with the 22nd being a travel day. So we'll have breakfast, say goodbye, and then we travel. But part of the conference, too, is these major morning comprehensive classes that we offer Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And we're going to be having, again, a children's track along with the fiction and nonfiction. We also offer a spiritual track as part of that uh, retreat atmosphere and we're going to be featuring indie publishing this year in a major morning track. Right. Okay. As well as magazine writing.
2: Awesome. So it's so it's very comprehensive. Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. Oh, love it. Love it. So, okay, we've got a little less than a minute to wrap this up. What mm-hmm. would you say is your number one tip for someone thinking about going to a writers conference? How can they make the most out of it?
3: Think about what what it is you want and what you need from a writers conference as you make the decision as to which one to go to, and then once you make that decision, go with the understanding that it's going to be a process. There, uh, you know, we we take our expectations, but just be prepared um, and open to what the Lord has for you. Your particular journey. We talked about mine. I went with an agenda and it didn't happen that way. And it's okay. (laughs) Right. It's good that it didn't happen my way.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs)
3: It's been an adventure. So be uh, prepared for an adventure.
2: There we go. That's great advice. So what's the website where we can find uh, information about the conference?
3: Writers, W-R-I-T-E-R-S dot... Mount Herman M O U N T H E R M O N dot org or O R G. You can find us on Facebook at Mount Herman Christian Writers Conference and on Twitter at M H Writers.
2: Awesome. Well, it has been so good to have you on today, and uh, just love to see you in your new role at directing that conference. Where. You first, that was your first conference, and now you're directing it. I just love that. Yes.
3: Thank you, Athena. It's been great being with you.
2: You bet. Have a great rest of your day.
3: Thanks. You
0: too. Follow us on Twitter at Voice TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
2: Hi, this is Shannon Etheridge, relationship coach, speaker, and author of over 20 books, including the Million Copy Best Selling Every Woman's Battle series. It was over 15 years ago that I was struggling to navigate through this publishing world, and Athena Dean was one of the first people that I encountered in this industry. Now, we've stayed in touch ever since then, because she was such an encourager then, and she's still an encouragement to me today. What a mover and a shaker for
0: God's kingdom. And I have no doubt that Redemption Press is living up to its name.
2: Has anyone ever told you you should write a book? Athena Dean Holtz here, and I've been involved in the publishing industry as an author, blogger, coach, and publisher for over 25 years. One thing I've found is everyone has a story, it just takes the right team to help get it onto paper and then into a book that has the potential to touch lives. Give us a call today. The toll-free number is 844 2 Redeem. That's 844-273-3336. Like us on Facebook or visit our site at authorsincharge.com.
0: We would love to walk with you through your publishing journey. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN.
2: All right. Well, welcome back to Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. Broadcasting on the Voice America Network, I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we are continuing on with our show on the power of connection, why you should attend a writer's conference. Now, my next guest is Lynn Johnson. I uh, gave you her full... biography uh, and information on her when we first opened the show but I have to say I've known Lynn for 20 years I fondly call her Rumi since we bunked together on two Alaskan Christian writers cruises but uh, if you are just joining us Lynn is the managing editor of the Christian Communicator advanced Christian writer and church libraries and is the author and co-author of more than 60 books, and she directs the Right to Publish conference in the Chicago area, which happens to be coming up just three weeks away, June 3rd through the 6th. So welcome to the show, Lynn.
4: Thanks, Athena. Rumi.
2: (laughs) It's great to have you on today. So, okay, share your own personal writing journey and just kind of how the power of connection has made a difference for you.
4: Well, I actually started in publishing as a Sunday School curriculum editor rather than as a writer. I did a number of in-house writing projects. And when I left that job, I wanted to freelance, but I didn't know how. So I went to a summer school course at Moody Bible Institute called Write to Publish. It was a two-week college credit course, uh, more of a seminar. In the mornings, we had the choice between going to the book class Um, taught by Moody Press editors or to the magazine class taught by the Moody Magazine editors. Well, I chose the magazine class, and because it was a summer school course, for credit, we had to turn in several articles. And I turned in my long article. One of the editors at Moody Magazine turned it back to me with a note saying, if you'll change this and this and send it back, I'll buy it. Well, they were minor changes, and, of course, if you have an editor that interested, you want to make the changes and send it back. So I did, and she bought it and published it, and I was off and running. Mm. And um, I worked with that conference a couple years later, started working with it, and almost all of my contacts came out of either Write to Publish or another writer's conference. Mostly I have written curriculum because that's my background, but I've written a lot of other things, articles, devotionals, fillers, etc and had no interest in writing a book for a long time. I know most people come with a book and that's all they're focused on, but I wrote the little things like Mona did, you know, the smaller pieces, uh-huh. and built a really solid credit list instead of starting with a book, and that gave me an entree to book editors. And networking at conferences gave me the contact with editors, and soon I was in a place where editors were calling me with assignments or my, they were passing my name along to other editors who were looking for certain kinds of writers. And so all that networking that came out of conferences really built my freelance career.
2: Well, and, and I love to see how it's uh, started with the articles, which you knew. I mean, you knew that was what you wanted to do and developed into books whether you wanted to or not. That was what you ended up... Uh, I mean, how many books again do you have in print? Oh,
4: somewhere over sixty or seventy. I've lost
2: gosh, count. Gosh. Now, um, I just love that Write to Publish is in the Chicago area since I grew up there, and I love having the opportunity to come home when I when I go to Write to Publish. I'm excited about being there with you in a few weeks. But uh, you know, you shared a little bit about the history of the Writers Conference. I'd like to hear uh, a little bit more about the history of how. How did it go from being a course like that to the conference that it is today?
4: Well, I worked with it as assistant director when it was a, a two-week summer school course, and then it changed to a one-week summer school course for credit, and then it changed to uh, one week for unpublished and one week for published authors, and it didn't, you didn't have to take it for credit. And then um, a few years later, somebody else came on as directing the course and turned it into a full conference format. And I also worked with that man for a number of years. And then in the early 90s, um, right to publish as a summer school course started in 1971. And in the early 90s, Moody got out of some of its um, conference business. They were holding a lot of conferences and decided it was too much. And in a moment of clarity... I asked for the rights to the name of the conference because it had value, so I have a letter that says I now own it, and I got the mailing list and the back masters of cassettes from previous conferences, but I didn't have the money to run it as a full conference. Um, somebody else sponsored it for the the first year after that when I owned it, and we held it at Moody, and we parted after that, and that, I didn't have the money still, so I did A number of Saturday seminars, both at Moody Bible Institute and Wheaton College, and then I hooked up with Dr. Glenn Arnold, who had started the class at Moody, who is now teaching in the Wheaton grad school, and so the Wheaton Graduate Communications Department co-sponsored it for a few years until they went out of existence. Um, But still, it was my conference, and I had to come up with some money and. I still didn't have the money, but I couldn't let this burden go. Mm-hmm. I just knew this is what God wanted me to do. And finally my pastor said to me one day, well, why don't you get up and sharing time in the next worship service, tell people about this burden, and see if people will loan you enough money interest-free to get it off the ground because it costs about $10,000 before any money comes in
1: mm-hmm. from registrations.
4: So I did that, and enough people loaned me money. And I made enough money to pay them back and start up for the next conference, and it's been going ever since.
2: Wow. And it is an incredible conference. So th- tell me what, just you know in maybe the next minute, what makes Right to Publish unique?
4: Well, one thing we do that I've not noticed at any other conference, and I teach at a lot of them, is that we have our editor's panels as general sessions, so everybody gets to hear what every editor is looking for right now. And often conferees will come up to me and say, you know, I never thought about writing for so-and-so, but I can do that. And they probably would not have gone to that panel if there were three or four going on at the same time. And so that's really valuable for conferees. We also offer college credit through Taylor University, and you can transfer that to probably every college in the country. And we have a high percentage of editors, publishers, and agents on faculty. We also have freelance writers who are well-published, but I focus on bringing in editors and agents and publishers. And something uh, one of my staff members started doing last year that's been really helpful is that she's interviewed all of the editors and agents and publishers on faculty and posted on the blog what they're looking for now and this year how you can prepare for an appointment with them. And so that is valuable information to come in prepared and ready to go and make the most of that individual appointment time.
2: Absolutely. That It that was a really good move, and um, I thought it was very helpful. Um, just in the questions that she asked me to do my piece, um, I was like, this is good, really preparing, allowing people to, be, to make the most of the opportunity by being, knowing all that up front and ahead of mm-hmm. time. Okay, in case you've just joined us, you're listening to Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we're broadcasting live on the Voice America Network, the world leader in online media broadcasting, and the largest producer and distributor of live internet-based talk radio. We are talking now to Lynn Johnson, editor, author, and conference director of Right to Publish coming up the first week of June. So now, before I ask you for the details on the conference, I... Lynn, would love our listeners to hear about your poster child. Uh, share with us the right to publish story that really describes the power of connection.
4: Oh, I have lots of those stories, but my favorite one is Lynn Austin, who is a well-known novelist, mostly in historical fiction. She came to write-to-publish, um, burdened to write. She had been to another writer's conference in Canada, but she had not published anything yet. And she made a contact um, with a magazine editor, sold uh, an article, came back again, and she talked with a book editor, sold her first book series to a smaller house as a result of that networking and an appointment time at Right to Publish. Um, She went on to write multiple novels for that house, and then she moved to Bethany House, and I've forgotten how many books she's written. She's won eight Christie Awards, and that is the big award for excellence in Christian fiction in our industry. I think she's won more than anybody else. Um, One of her books, Hidden Places, was made into a Hallmark Channel movie, and you can buy that on DVD. And she's sold more than one and a half million copies of her books.
2: Wow. But that is
4: a huge success story.
2: Yeah, that is a extraordinaire I love that. And it all, and, you know, she made those connections. She followed. I mean, that's one thing you hear over the years sometimes is people go and they are, you know, they learn what they need to do, but then they don't follow through. And oh, I find that all the time. And as an editor,
4: people will pitch ideas to me and I'll say, yes, I like that idea. Please send it. And then they never do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I know a lot of it's fear, you know, you're just afraid to be, you're you're exposing yourself and you're vulnerable when you, you put those words out there and for someone else to read. And that that definitely can stop people from moving forward, but it sure didn't with Lynn. That's, I just love that story. Okay. So give us the details on the conference that's coming up. Okay.
4: June three to six, that's a Wednesday through Saturday. It's held at Wheaton College, but it's not a function of Wheaton College. We have a series of continuing classes in the morning that include how to get published, writing fiction, writing nonfiction books, independent publishing, um, writing style, and the freelance career track. And these meet every day, so you have some concentrated instruction in those areas. We have seven periods of electives where you have a choice of six classes, and we cover the gamut on writing for different audiences and writing style, um, market, speaking, promoting your writing, business side of writing, etc. cetera. Um, you can get one free manuscript evaluation with your registration, and there are several other opportunities for getting feedback on your manuscripts. And that, again, is one of the more valuable parts of going to a conference. Um, throughout the day, we run individual appointments with faculty members, so you have 15 minutes one-on-one. Um, you can pitch your ideas, you can ask questions, etc. And then in the evening, we have inspiration time with a speaker and worship, and it's not instruction, but it gets us focused back on God for whom we, we are writing, ultimately.
2: Mm. Amen. And so you still have some openings? People can still register, even though we're only three weeks away, Right.
4: Oh, absolutely. Still get housing on
2: campus, too. Nice, nice. So, okay, what would you say is your number one tip for making the most out of a writer's
0: conference?
4: Well, like Mona, my number one tip is to go with an open mind and a heart, open heart. Um, God may have other plans than what you do, and you'll miss those opportunities if you're focused solely on selling that one book you've written or getting signed by that one agent or whatever else your agenda is. Um, But if you go asking God to show you what he wants to do with your writing career, he will do that. And it may have no connection to what you went with, what your idea was. Um, Like Mona talked about, she wanted to write fiction, but God had other ideas for a long time. Um, So, you know, study the faculty, study what they're looking for, and that's posted on most of the websites or they're linked. To the publishing houses that are represented, but still go with that open heart and that open mind.
2: That's so good, because you know what? His ways are not our ways. Absolutely. <laughs> and, <laughs> boy, is that uh, something that you see when you, when you go to a writer's conference, because uh, I, I hear that over and over and over again. Well, I came with this idea, and God had a completely different idea, and I love mm-hmm. that. So um, now tell us how we can find your conference online.
4: Uh, write to publish.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-T-O, publish.com. Wonderful. And we're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash write to publish conference. Again, that's W-R-I-T-E. And there are links there to all of those faculty and agent blog interviews I referred to earlier so that it's very easy to find them and you can click over and Get prepared, and even if you're not coming to the conference, those blog interviews are valuable information on what editors are looking for right now.
2: Okay, now let me ask you this: Could some, if someone's in the Chicago area and they really want to come, but they just cannot come for the whole thing? Can they? Is there a day rate?
4: Yes, there is. You can come for one, two, three, or all four days.
2: Okay, perfect.
4: You don't have to stay on campus, but I do encourage people to buy meal tickets so that you can eat with the group. And that's another opportunity to have some face-to-face time with faculty members
2: and that is one of the best times when you're able to just sit and have a meal together and get they're able to get to know you and you're able to get to know them just some neat stuff goes on around those meals mm-hmm. at the conference i love that and i love the um those 15 minute meetings i have uh, I'm, I can remember years where I would just be back-to-back all afternoon, you know, just one right after another, but it's like they're divine appointments uh, so often where I'll just be sitting with someone and God will give me something to encourage them with on their writing that I could never have thought of on my own. So I, I love that. Those, that format that you have is, is just rich for the uh, attendees, and I love that. Well, and I then,
4: love the fact that God shows up and does His thing.
2: Yep. You know,
4: there's only so much I can plan and prepare for and schedule. And you know, I get there and I just say, God, this is your conference, take over and he does in ways that I
2: can't even envision. I love it. Lynn, it's been great having you with me today. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you in a few weeks. And well, thanks for uh, having me. You betcha. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and we're going to be right back with you with diana savage who directs the northwest christian writers renewal that just happens to be coming up next weekend may 15th and 16th so if you know someone here in the northwest who needs to experience the power of connection at a writers conference call or text them now have them tune in this is athena dean holtz and you're listening to publishing today clear direction for a changing industry and we'll be right back
5: The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.
1: Ever thought about writing a book to tell your story, inspire others, or fulfill a calling in your life? Putting your words on paper is a frightening yet thrilling process that can result in untold lives being touched. The professionals at Redemption Press will walk with you through the process of creating a product you will be proud of. My book
5: was extremely personal, very close to my heart. My baby. From the first call I made to Redemption, Athena and her staff tended to this child like it was their own. My manuscript was very involved, including not only text but also photographs of my artwork. My project manager was so patient and helpful. She was in it for the long haul. Whether it was through phone calls or emails, every staff member at Redemption involved in the publishing process made me feel like I was a person and that my book was their priority.
1: Give Redemption Press a call today at 844-2-REDEEM. Like them on Facebook or go to AuthorsInCharge.com for more information. We're
5: making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go, on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
2: All right. Welcome back to Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry, broadcasting on the Voice America Network, I'm your host, Athena Dean-Holtz, and we are continuing on with our show on The Power of Connection, Why You Need to Go to a Writers' Conference. We've been having a great conversation with Mount Herman Christian Writers' Conference Director and author, Mona Hodgson, and editor and author and write-to-publish conference director, Lynn Johnson, now, I would like to introduce you to Diana Savage. Diana has written or contributed to 11 books, including two Chicken Soup for the Soul volumes, has published hundreds of articles, devotions, blogs, and columns. As I shared with you earlier, she does lots of work with individuals in publishing houses and does ad copy and grant applications and ghost writing and all sorts of writing and speaking. So... Um, I just love that she's, uh, all of the talents that God has given her, she now gets to use to direct the annual Northwest Christian Writers Renewal near Seattle, which is coming up next Friday and Saturday, May 15th and 16th. So welcome to the show, Diana.
5: Thank you, Athena. It's great to be with you.
2: Yeah. So we are talking about the power of connection, and I am so excited to have you share the mini-conference format that Northwest Christian Writers has developed and how it differs from the other conferences we've heard about today. So you are personally a Writers' Conference success story. So share your own personal writing journey and how the power of connection paid off for you.
5: Well, Athena, I was a senior in college when I sold my first piece for publication and I had some modest publishing success after that and I attended my first writers' conference after I was married and was pregnant with my second child. Since then, I've been to 43 writers' conferences or seminars, and the connections I've made and training I've received have really shaped my writing career. Of all the articles I've sold that you mentioned, a number of those sales were the result of my meeting with editors at conferences, and I also got two book contracts that way. In addition, the work I do as a professional copy editor, well, that too came through Connections I made at conferences. So they've made a huge difference in my literary career. I love that. And,
2: uh, you know, it it helps the enthusiasm and the excitement to To facilitate an event like that when it's made that kind of an impact on your life?
5: It really does. Gets me through some of the long days. (laughs) Yep, yep,
2: absolutely. Okay, so share with us the history of the uh, Northwest Christian Writers Renewal, because it has quite a rich history.
5: It does, Athena. Sometime in the 1980s, we began as the Seattle Pacific University Christian Writers Conference. The director, Linda Wagner, helped us form the Northwest Christian Writers Association in 1990, and we held our first couple of meetings on the college campus. Well, around 2005, Linda had to step back from her duties as conference director, and NCWA was asked to run the finances through our nonprofit. That's when Clint Kelly took over as conference director. In 2007, when I was the association president, The college said it could no longer host the conference on campus and asked if we wanted to take it on as our own the following year. Judy Bodmer agreed to help Clint lead it, and we chose the name Northwest Christian Writers Renewal. Last year, Judy had to step down due to health reasons, and I agreed to become the new director. So the same conference under two different names has been in existence for about 30 years.
2: Wow. Now, I've been to lots of conferences, and this uh, conference definitely is unique in in a number of areas, but I'd like you to share those with our listeners because, uh, uh, yeah, I I just love how it accomplishes so many of the same things in such a short period of time.
5: Well, that's... Great for you to mention, because Clint Kelly likes to refer to the renewal as a boutique conference just for the reasons you mentioned. Being located in a corner of the country that's far flung from a lot of publishers and other writers, we can't invite as many editors and agents as some of the larger conferences can, but this year we do have five acquisitions editors and two agents who are meeting with many of our conferees to hear their pitches, and we do offer a good variety of workshops. We're able to do all this and remain one of the most affordable conferences around. This year, something else that makes us unique is we've added a feature we're calling Right Coach Labs. These are interactive sessions where people are encouraged to bring their electronic devices so they can get hands-on help with all kinds of technology and social media and blogging concerns. You know, we're not in Microsoft territory for nothing. Ah, We also have Right Coach Labs on sharpening your brand, starting a critique group, fiction first aid, and then a certain Miss Athena will be leading three Right Coach Lab sessions on building your platform and promoting your work through speaking. And I'm really looking forward to that.
2: Yeah, I'm excited too. Now, I love the fact that your editor meetings... Our group meetings as opposed to one-on-one. That's just so unique. I've never seen that at any other conference. And I think it's an incredible training tool and a way to connect that uh, is very efficient in the use of time.
5: Well, we do our best, and this year we're adding timekeepers to help keep everyone on track. But it uh, is, good. as you say, a real learning experience for newer writers to see how it's done and get over some of the jitters.
2: Yep. Awesome. Now, in case you've just joined us, you're listening to Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we're broadcasting live on the Voice America Network. I'm talking to the director of the Northwest Christian Writers Renewal coming up next weekend, May 15th and 16th, about the power of connection. So- I just have to tell you Diana, I'm excited that Redemption Press is sponsoring the renewal coming up this next weekend. Cannot oh, yeah. wait. Yeah, can't wait to be there with everyone. Can you just give us like some of the fine details about the conference?
5: Well, as you mentioned, it begins in just 6 days, May 15th and 16th. We're meeting at Overlake Christian Church in Redmond, Washington, and our keynote speaker is the wonderful writer Angela Hunt. We have 21 workshops. They cover the gamut, fiction, nonfiction, young adult writing, children's writing, marketing, and much more, indie. We have a a couple of classes on indie publishing. Mm -hmm. Um, We have two professional critiquers, the Dozen Write Coach Labs. I referred to thousands of dollars' worth of donated prizes to give away, and one of the big ones is from Redemption Press several other wonderful vendors, and an enthusiastic staff. We're also making a special effort to meet the needs as best we can of those with gluten and other food sensitivities, and this year we are a fragrance-free conference because one of our conferees, who's um, a multiple cancer survivor, well, chemo turned her into having uh, multiple chemical sensitivities, so we're asking people not to wear fragrances out of deference to her and others.
2: That's awesome. Okay, so in just, uh, if you can, 30 seconds, give me your number one tip for making the most of this Writers' Conference.
5: Don't limit how God can make the right connections for you. I mean, sometimes writers focus totally on the editors and agents. They can show their manuscripts, too. But again and again, I've seen it's when writers go the second mile and take time to help a new person or become a conference volunteer, even though that limits what they can do. It often comes back to them in unexpected connections that further their career in ways they never imagined possible.
2: Absolutely. So, all right, tell us where we can find you online.
5: nwchristianwriters.org. On Facebook, we're Northwest Christian Writers Association. And Twitter is at Writers.
2: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I can't wait to see you next weekend and can't wait to be part of it. It's a great conference. So I want to just say if you're listening and you're anywhere in the great Northwest and you want to write or you are trying to write any kind of, uh, whether it's articles, books, uh, whatever, you need to be at that conference. And I would love to meet you there. So Diana, thanks for being with me today. Thanks for having me, Athena. You betcha. All right, so we are going to wrap up this uh, Publishing Today episode with our Ask Athena segment, where I answer the questions that you've been asking about. If you have a question you'd like me adre- to address on the air, send it by email to question at askathena.com. Uh, Jill English Johnston asked Ask, this. I would love to hear some guidelines on how soon an aspiring author should set up an author web page with their own domain name. What are some recommendations for populating the page, what to write about, and how much web page is needed? There are so many different options to purchase. So that is a great question. There is, uh, there's so many options out there to, I mean, you can do a website for free, And you can spend $10,000 on a website. And everybody's got an opinion. So I I just uh, noted down uh, five different things I think you should think about as uh, a new author when it comes to um, getting a web page going, a website going. Number one, yes, always get your name as a domain, even before you're ready to use it. Uh, so uh, even if you don't think you're going to be ready to build a website or do anything with it for another year or two or whatever, get that domain and you, it'll just show up as, uh, that domain is taken and it's parked and that website is parked and it's under construction. If someone already has your domain name, add author to the end of your name to secure a domain with your name in it. That's another thing you can do. Um, I would say go to either Namecheap or Bluehost. Uh, personally, I wouldn't go to GoDaddy. But there's some security issues that I've heard are a challenge there. But um, be ready when you type in your the domain name that you want. You better be ready to buy it right then. Because if you don't, if you find it and it's available and then you go back the next day, someone will have already bought it and then they'll want way more money than you would have had to pay if you'd have paid for it up front. So that's just a tip on that. I don't think you need a huge website with all the bells and whistles. Uh, For starters, and about the author page where you have a compelling bio and people are able to get to know you some, that's important. There needs to be a page for your works in process as well as what you've had published. Uh, You probably don't need an e-commerce site. That's a, a huge expense. You can normally just link from that page to your publisher's bookstore or amazon or cbd so i wouldn't go into the expense of uh having an e-commerce site now the content would really depend on you and your brand and your audience someone who is writing for children is going to provide content that is far and away different than someone who is writing for corporate executives so um really it depends on your audience uh what you're going what kind of content you're going to provide on there but i always feel like um, anytime you post anything on a website you need to be a resource for people you need to cre- create content that will help people because then they're going to want to continue to come back and they're going to want to read what you have to write um And definitely the content is just as important as the look of your website. Your content needs to engage the visitor, show them how your insights will benefit them. That's good sales and marketing copy that communicates your heart. Uh, There's an art to it. And the importance of that cannot be minimized. You can't just spend the money to put up a website and make it look good and then have your content be boring. It needs to call people to action. It needs to offer them some answers to the things that they struggle with or the things that they're seeking to learn about. It need like I said, it needs to be a resource. Okay. So I was going to answer the other question I had by Michelle Stimson on uh, promoting shorter works of fiction, but I am almost out of time, so I'm going to have to try and get to that next week. So here's, uh, let me just wrap up our uh, show from today. It's been great to have such dynamic professionals share their time and wisdom with us. Be sure to join us next week when our topic is the power of representation. Everything you ever wanted to know about literary agents. My guests will be three literary agents whose combined years in publishing exceed a century. Yes, that's 100 years of insight you'll be able to take advantage of. Steve Lobby of the Steve Lobby Agency will be on the first segment. The second will be Joyce Hart of Heartline Marketing and uh, Heartline Literary Agency. And then Chip McGregor in the third segment of McGregor Literary Agency. They're going to be on hand to highlight the power of representation and i'll tell you what they are powerhouses all three of them and i've known all three of them for a long time so it's going to be great to have them on the show this is athena dean holtz for publishing today radio brought to you by redemption press have a great week until we're back with you again next saturday at 10 a.m pacific time 1 p.m eastern here on the voice america network
1: Thank you for tuning in to Publishing Today Radio. Be sure to join your host, Athena Dean Holtz, again next Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.